Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Thanks to a new Illinois law, the state could be getting a new flag for the first time in over a century. When was the last time you saw the Illinois flag? Do you know what it looks like? Our producer Emily Woodbury talked with people on Collinsville's Main Street earlier this week to get an idea of what they know about their state flag and what they'd like to see in a redesign. Do you know what the Illinois state flag looks like? Not from memory, no. I mean, I, I know what it looks like, but I, I couldn't describe it off the top of my head. Oh, it's white, and it's got a, it's not a snake on it. What is it on the uh, flag, boys? We've got a piasaw bird, I don't think. Isn't it, like, white with an eagle and, like, green, like, kind of leaf things coming out of it and some more detail in the middle, I think? This is the state flag. I'd love to get your reaction. I mean, it looks like a state flag. I don't see really anything special about it. It doesn't look bad, though. Oh, yeah. I've seen that before. Do you feel that it's representative of, you know, you as an Illinoisan, as, you know, do you feel it's representative of the people of Illinois? Uh, I guess it is for some people, and some people it's not. You can't get all people to agree on everything. So. I love that flag. I- A bald eagle with a flag behind it? Like, absolutely. I mean, we're Americans. That's exactly what I love about it. We're Americans, and the bald eagle is a fighting son of a gun. What would you like to see in a new design of the flag? Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe some corn, because I see that everywhere. You know, areas that people recognize, some buildings or something. Um, It just seems kind of generically like USA right now. Don't we have a state bird or something? Or, you know, something that would be more appropriate for Illinois? Nothing that's way out there, just something nice and historical. More color scheme and a, a little bit better of aesthetic. Uh, the bald eagle is a good representation, but maybe something that has a better logo design. Like, for instance, the USPS logo. That's a really cool design. It has a letter and an eagle in it. I guess more earth, earthly tones. Uh, I would like to see the nope. bald eagle the way it is and uh, the state capitol in Springfield and, uh, you know, uh, enjoying liberty and life and everybody embracing what we're doing here. Like, I don't know if we need to have a statement on our flag that shows every different dynamic. It's more of a unity flag of Hey, strength and honor and dignity. That was Jeff and Jake Bullock of Fairmont, Illinois, Sierra Summers of Highland, Illinois, and Collinsville, Illinois residents Herschel Bay, Elizabeth, Leslie Hamilton, and Millicent Collins. 
Ted Kay has been involved in many city, state, and even national flag change efforts. He serves as secretary of the North American Vexillological Association, and he's the author of Good Flag, Bad Flag, which is often referred to as the Bible of flag design. He joins me now. Ted, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thanks for having me, Elaine. It's great to be here. So, Ted, please describe the Illinois stag, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Illinois flag correctly for us. The Illinois flag is typical of American state flags. Most of them put a state seal on the center of a solid background. While most of them are blue, Illinois is white. So it's the state seal on a white background. And because some people couldn't recognize it as Illinois' flag, the word Illinois was placed on the flag in 1970. <laughs> uh-huh. So it actually spells out the name of the place. Uh, the seal itself, of course, represents the government of Illinois. And it's a bald eagle standing on a rock holding a shield uh, with the American uh, stars and stripes on it. It's holding a ribbon that says State Sovereignty National Union. And there's a, a sun rising or setting in, in the distance. And in the, the front is a uh, uh, lawn of some kind and a, a branch of, of uh, leaves. And on the rock are, are two dates, 1868 and 1818. 1818, mm-hmm. of course, is when Illinois joined the Union. But 1868 is when the seal was created. So those two dates are on the seal, which is on the flag. So without seeing it, and listening to your uh, description of it, it sounds like something that would be an American flag. And this is coming from someone, I've lived here in the U.S. for a long time uh, and have been in the Midwest for about a decade, but it doesn't sound all that distinctive. Are there pieces of the history of the Illinois flag that maybe are a little, uh, a little more distinguishing There's hardly anything on the flag that says Illinois about it. It's a very generic seal, uh, which is fine. But the key idea of seals is they belong on paper, seen 15 inches from your eye, not moving, and on just one side of the piece of paper. When you put a seal on a flag, the flag needs to be seen at a distance, flapping on a piece of fabric, and seen on both sides. And in fact, The only thing truly distinctive about the flag is writing the name Illinois on it, Mm -hmm. which, of course, when you see it on the back, it says (laughs) Cyanilli. So really, there isn't anything that sets it apart. Does this mean that the proposal to change the Illinois state flag uh, surprised you at all? Not at all. There's a wave of state and city flag redesigns sweeping the country as states and cities understand the opportunity that having a great state or city flag presents to them. City flags and state flags often have been adopted to represent the governments of their places, which is why seals end up on so many of them. Mm -hmm. But folks are beginning to understand that the flag should represent the people, not the government. And the best state flags are just that. If you think of Texas or Colorado, Alaska, South Carolina, Maryland, New Mexico. Those are iconic, 
widely used flags that the people have embraced. My guess is that few people fly the Illinois state flag to show that they belong to Illinois. They're more likely to sport to sport sports teams flags. Mm -hmm. So we want to hear from you. What flags do you fly at your home? What do they represent to you? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. You can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpr.org. Now, Ted, uh, you've been talking about state flags and they're having state seals on them. What are new designs looking like? The state of Mississippi recently adopted a new flag under pressure because the previous flag had the Confederate battle flag on it, but it has adopted a very distinctive flag that has the state flower in the center, a big magnolia blossom. And it's a, a vertical tri-bar of a red bar and then a big central blue panel and a red bar on the other side. Those are separated by narrow yellow bars. And then the magnolia blossom is surrounded by stars, mm -hmm. 20 stars representing Mississippi's admission to the Union. and. And of course, because it was important to Mississippians, a small phrase, in God we trust. They adopted that new flag in 2020. In uh, earlier this year, Utah adopted a new flag, replacing its seal on a solid background with a very distinctive flag with a beehive, mountains, canyons, red, white, and blue, and gold. It's uh, an iconic new flag for Utah. Mm -hmm. And other states are considering it as well. Massachusetts, Minnesota, Maine, and now, of course, Illinois. And what do you think is driving this, uh, this willingness to change something that you know, is, is so representative of a, of a place and its people? Well, I think there are two things. In some cases, there's the removal of offensive symbolism. Uh, Confederate battle flags or depictions of Native Americans lead states to consider different symbolism. In other places, like Utah, it's a it's a understanding that there's an opportunity to represent the state better. That Utah did not have offensive symbolism on its flag; it just had an outdated design scheme that was indistinguishable from most other U.S. state flags. And in doing so, it has created a great new design that I expect will be widely flown in Utah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of things that are widely flown, we have a caller, Chris, in Crestwood, uh, who lives in Belleville uh, with something to add to the conversation. Chris, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hi. Hello. Go ahead. So... Uh, you asked what flags people fly outside their homes at um, my house. My adult child and I fly the Progress Pride flag. And um, as far as Illinois' flag, I would love to see a redesign that reflects more of the landscape, like maybe some um, corn or coneflowers. So some fauna 
on the on the flag would be a, a good one. Chris called us at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. We'd like you to join the conversation as well. Thank you, Chris, for calling. So this pride flag, Ted, um, that is not a, a state flag. Uh, it's also not a city flag. How is it that uh, designs around the pride flag, for example, the Gilbert Baker pride flag, how does that reflect what people are wanting to say and do with flags uh, in, in today's world? Flags are the ultimate icon of our tribalism. And flags are a way of showing that we belong to a tribe or we support a tribe. And the rainbow flag developed in the late 1970s in San Francisco by activist Gilbert Baker is a wonderful example of a flag that embraces everybody. He saw that the rainbow included all of the colors and it included all of the people. I knew Baker in Uh San Francisco. I knew three of the four people who created that flag. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gilbert was very excited about having an inclusive flag. And the rainbow flag went from a parade banner at the Gay Pride Parade in the late 1970s, within a couple years to become the icon of gay rights and gay pride across the world. And it is universally recognized now for that purpose. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a very quick break here, but we'll be back shortly to continue this conversation. Now back to our conversation with Ted Kay, Secretary of the North American Vexillological Association, which is devoted to the scientific and scholarly study of flags. And we're talking with Ted on the occasion of a a possibility that Illinois State will get a new flag for the first time in over 100 years. Now, Ted, at the start of this discussion, we heard from several people in Collinsville who mentioned how it might not be possible to please everyone with one flag. And before the break, you mentioned how flags are the ultimate icon of tribalism. Given that we're in such a politically divisive time, how does one create a design that unites and promotes civic pride um, amidst you know, like what is happening uh, socially and culturally, as well as politically. I think it's important to recall the basic function of a flag, which is signaling at a distance. All that a flag really needs to do is to be discernible at a distance. You need to be able to make out what's on it. The current Illinois flag fails on that (laughs) stand. And once you see what's on it, you need to be able to remember what it represents. And only simple flags work at a distance, but very simple designs can be easy to remember. Think of the maple leaf for Canada. We can remember that that, we can make it out at a distance and we can remember that the maple leaf represents Canada. Now, of course, there are far more kinds of trees in Canada than just maple trees, but Canada has just said, look, we're gonna use this as our symbol. When you see it, you know it's us. I think the idea of using flora or fauna or geographic uh, items on a flag is a great idea because it avoids the 
here's I'm represented on the flag, my group or your group and so on. The best flags actually are so simple that they just represent ideas or, or, or places in the state. So uh, Illinois has an opportunity to come up with a flag that's, that's iconic, simple, and recognizable as Illinois. Once people learn that it's Illinois, and after that, people will fall in love with that flag because it represents their state. Mm -hmm. We have the phone lines open right now, and we want to hear from you. What's your favorite flag? What flag do you fly at your home and why? Call us at 314-382-8255. That's 314-382-TALK. And Ted, um, I have to tell you, I am wearing two flags right now on my shirt, and one of them is the Canadian flag. <laughs> yes, so, yes. <laughs> appreciate uh, appreciate that little connection there. Now, Utah, you spoke about a little earlier. They just changed their flag, and it now has um, mountains and a beehive. So I think that gets to your point about flora and um, and fauna. What are some other examples of um, of good flags, whether that's at the state level or, or maybe the city level? Well, you have two in your in your states there. Chicago's flag is one of the very highest rated city flags in the country. When we ran a survey, our organization NAVA, NAVA.org, ran a survey in 2004 of 150 state flags, and Chicago's and Washington DC's were tied at the top of the survey with nine points out of 10 they mm -hmm. averaged. St. Louis's flag got eight and a half points on a scale of zero to 10. It was in the top five. Those are great iconic city flags. When we did our survey of state flags, Illinois got a 4.3 and Missouri got a 4.5. Oh. They were rated far lower than those great city flags. Mm -hmm. But among state flags, Alaska, wonderful flag, a blue background with the, with the Big Dipper constellation in the North Star, iconic. South Carolina, the Palmetto and the Crescent on it. The New Mexico flag, yellow and red for the Spanish heritage with the, the uh, Zia sun symbol in the middle. Mm -hmm. Tennessee with a disc with three stars representing the three sections of Tennessee and red, white, and blue colors. Mm -hmm. Texas is the most popular state flag, the Lone Star flag, the Lone Star State. Mm -hmm. Illinois so, can aspire to join those states. Sure. Well, and there are people who do love their state flags. Uh, one example we have is Jamal, who is calling from here in Missouri. Jamal, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Hi. Uh, good afternoon. Hello. Um, <laughs> it's my first time calling. I listen to you all all the time. <laughs> oh, great. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. So go ahead. Yeah, so so um, I, I live here in Missouri, and um, listen to you all now. I just want to uh, give my opinion. I'm listening to the gentleman talking about how um, uh, uh, different flags um, are, are simple and are, are really recognizable. 
I myself, I'm originally from Maryland. Us Marylanders, like, we love our flag, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, just the way it's designed, and, you know, it's it's, uh, a a simple, also in its own way, that many people recognize the Maryland flag that are not even from Maryland, you know. So, like, yeah, like, I just really agree with uh, what he's saying. Right, right. Thank you so much for calling, Jamal. Uh, first time and hopefully not the last time. Andrew in STL also has something to share. Andrew, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tell us we, about we your... Like thing. Yeah, we like the St. Louis flag. I, I mean, I think that's just super iconic for the city. And you could totally see it from afar. And it's just, you know, if I had to choose between the, the St. Louis flag and the, and the Missouri flag, I'd St. Louis is hands down the uh, the one that stands out uh, to 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 the gentleman's point. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andrew and Rich and Bevo. Please join our Hi, show. Ellie. Yes, hello. Hi, first time I called since you've been on the air. Oh. I've been a long time caller before. Oh. But anyway, my vexiophilia extends to the flag of the city of St. Louis, which I love so much. That I have it tattooed on my forearm. Oh, that's commitment. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for calling again, Rich. Now, Ted, this kind of love, vexillological love, um, is something that extends not only to objects, but to people's bodies. Um, what is it about flags uh, and the study of flags that is so... Um, enchanting to people well flags represent our places they represent our tribes and if we love our tribe we connect to the flag and if the flag is a great design it's much easier to fly and fall in love with and to put it on our bodies we like to say that a great signal of how a flag is embraced by the people it represents is when it starts showing up as a tattoo so i loved hearing that point made And it's interesting to hear Jamal talk not about the Missouri flag, but about the Maryland flag, which is a great design. It's a heraldic design. It comes from the arms of Calvert, Lord Baltimore, and there's no other state flag like it. And you see that flag and its design elements everywhere. Mm -hmm. Missouri has a great basis for a flag, a red, white, and blue stripes, but it's put its seal on it, which is very complex, and you can't see it. So if Missouri just put something more simple in the middle of its flag or adapted that somehow, Missouri could have a great design as well. So less is more in this particular case. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're talking uh, with, with you uh, because Illinois could be getting a, a new state flag. What would that process look like? There are two usual ways to do it. One is you hire someone or a team or a company to design. The other way, which is more common, is to have a competition and open it up and ask people in Illinois and beyond to offer ideas of new designs and then form some kind of committee that's representative of the people of Illinois to sort through those designs, narrow them down, have public input on the finalists, and eventually choose one. And I predict that whatever is chosen, 
Some people will love and some people will hate and there will be battles over it. But five or 10 years out, once the flag has been flown that long, people will forget the battles and they'll forget about uh, the old flag and they will love the new one. Mm -hmm. Now, Illinois does say that it is modeling its process after what just happened in Utah. And that is a process that you were directly involved in, Ted. Uh, the Utah Commission for the State Flag Redesign received more than 7,000 submissions. How did the commission winnow those down? Well, uh, the process that I proposed that they followed was they took all of those designs and put them up on the wall in a series of conference rooms. And then the design review committee uh, went through it and each person grabbed any design that he thought should go to the next round. And at the end of it, they had left several thousand on the walls and they had a, a two or three hundred that had been taken down. And at the end of that round, it was a unanimous decision of the committee to leave designs up on the wall and they had a few uh, hundred to look through. And then they started the hard work of winnowing those down. Eventually they got to 20 that they exposed to the public and mm -hmm. asked the public to weigh in, also legislators and tribal leaders and other committee members. They had six committees going. And then they narrowed the 20 down to 10. And I was honored to be moderating the design review committee session that took those 20 down to about five, tweaked them, and gave them to the legislative leadership, which picked one, and they then they passed it. Well, hopefully that uh, process will be a successful one um, and one that results in a flag that as many people as possible are satisfied by um, in Illinois. Ted I'd like K to say that a great state deserves a great flag, and I'm rooting for Illinois. Thank you. <laughs> Ted Kay is the secretary of the North American Vexillological Association, which is devoted to the scientific and scholarly study of flags. Ted, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Elaine, for rocking your flags today. <laughs> this episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.